Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Well, welcome to episode 8 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm your main, co- your main host, Courtney Marion. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about inspiration. So, Courtney, i got a question for you. When you were still in active addiction, were you inspired? <laughs> uh, inspired to go get me another drink, maybe. <laughs> yeah, inspired to go to the liquor store. To go to the liquor store before it closed at 11. Um, no, I can honestly say I had very little inspiration. My biggest inspiration was if I can make it to Friday, I don't have to work Saturday, so I can really fucking tie one on. Yeah, that's about all I was inspired to was to work enough to get enough money to go party and keep living the drunk life. Living La Vita Loca, <laughs> living that crazy life. Um, I guess I had a little bit, like, it's, yeah, basically enough inspiration to pay my bills, keep a good credit score, and spend my money going to exotic, cool places that I can then get shit-faced drunk and not remember half the fucking trip anyway. I guess <laughs> yeah. that's what Facebook was for, right? Document the pictures? I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now that uh, you've been sober for a few years... And uh, things have changed quite a bit. Uh, do you find yourself being inspired now today? Yes. And I find my, ins- like, what I'm inspired by changes as I evolve as a human, as I hit new milestones as a person. Um, in the beginning, my inspiration was, a lot of it was just to feel better. I felt out of shape. I felt like shit. I felt, like, mentally just completely mind-fucked and warped. Like, in the beginning, a lot of it was just to feel something that wasn't to feel good to feel and to have that good feeling without relying on a substance yeah it's almost like when you first get sober you have to like become a human again it's as weird as it sounds because you're just so used to like living this crazy alter ego addict life and yeah playing a character well, and it's true because, like, even, like, simple things, like, my a big thing for me was socializing um, outside of, like, work and outside of places where you didn't drink or it wasn't appropriate to drink. I did not know how to do that. I didn't have the confidence. Like, I've always been a confident person. I've always had confidence. But, like, I didn't realize without – I didn't realize how much that was brought on by alcohol. Um, so when I quit drinking, I had to learn that, like, hey, I'm so funny. I'm so cool. I'm so fucking cute. <laughs> But I didn't realize that for a really long time. And it, it took a little bit of a toll in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, like you, you do. You have to learn to be a new human. You have to learn to human again. And it's it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. I like what you said. Just, like, when you first quit drinking, like, your inspiration to quit is just, like, feeling good. And honestly, that is, like, one of my biggest inspirations now behind all the crazy things I've been doing is just feeling good. You know, like, treating your body nice and eating healthy food and exercising and taking a mountain of supplements and eating all these weird things that are good for you. It's just uh, trying to get healthy, especially after you're quitting drinking is very important to feel good again. Well, and even like uh, mentally too, right? Like the toll drinking and you know, abuse takes on your body from abusing your body with substances. Like it, it takes, it can take years. It took me probably six, eight months to, to get rid of like brain fog to get rid of just like that constant, uh, almost like a fighter. Like I used to get like almost like a fight or flight response from being around other people that were drinking. 
Because I'd be like, I don't know if I should like, I, I don't want to be here, but I want to be here because I want to have these connections with these people, but I can't do it because my body is like, Ugh. like, you know, like it takes, it takes a mental toll as well. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, it's, it's really cool when I, I know a few other like sober people and even back when I was like still in active addiction and I knew they, I already knew them back then. And they were sober and I was always like so inspired by just like, man, like look at these guys having fun without getting piled up and shit faced and then like wreaking havoc the next day with the hangovers and just feeling like shit. Or the like toll it takes on your personal life. Cause like, like not everybody can like, we were fortunate in the, in the retrospect that when we did drink and stuff, like we didn't fight, we weren't toxic to each other, but not everybody has that. Some people and people in my family even have great relationships until the moment you put a drop of alcohol in, into the mix and like all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. Like literally all fucking hell breaks loose. And it's, it's things like that, that, you know, as much as, I'm so thankful that our relationship is the way it is. I'm very thankful that we were never like that because holy fuck, this would have been a whole lot harder than it already was to get pop in here. Yeah, no kidding. And I try to, with all the stuff we're doing now, especially with our sober podcast and stuff, I try to be inspirational myself to try to just push our message out to basically just try to help anybody that's going through it all. And I try to be as real as we can because I don't, I know a lot of these sober podcasts are just, I don't know, it's kind of just a, a bunch of people talking about a bunch of cliches and stuff. But sobriety in general is just fucking cliche after cliche uh, after yeah. cliche. And like, yeah, the cliches are true, but still. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it at the time until so you get balls deep into it and you're like, yeah, you know what, that does kind of make sense. Yeah, when you're actually struggling, like the last thing you want to hear is like, oh, one day at a time. <laughs> If I hear that one more fucking time, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. But I mean, and, I, and that's a part of it as well. And like with the thing with inspiration, um, you know, for me again, like when it first started, a lot of it was just to feel like a normal, to feel, even to just feel without having that fucking artificial, that like basically having to have that fucking booze to make myself feel something or to not feel something. That was a huge part in the beginning. But as I'm further into the journey and as things are changing in my life, like. I I want to have kids and you know what if you we would have had this conversation like probably even five years ago I would have been like no I don't want kids because I'm not I'm not there and mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like I wouldn't have been in a place to treat them the way a kid should be treated and as I get farther as well I'm getting older too I mean don't get me wrong there but as I get farther into sobriety I look back and I see things and Another inspiration for me is I want kids and I want them to have a good relationship. I want them to have the shit that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A big inspiration to get sober too is yeah. Like I want, I want kids more than anything and I want to be there a hundred percent. Like I remember even like when we were still drinking and stuff, like we wanted to have kids back then. And I remember like we would talk and be like, yeah, like, It'll, it'll be, like, we'll have a kid, and, oh, we can just drop them off with grandma and grandpa's for the weekend. Go and get we can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Right? You can go out and get piled up, and it's, like, now, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I want to have a kid, and I never want them to be away from me. I want to do all kinds of cool stuff with them, and we got macaroni meadows. Like, it's, man, they're going to be so lucky. Well, and I think a lot of that has, plays into the fact that I... 
growing up, I felt like I was treated as a burden. So as an adult, I always thought having a kid was a burden. Like, no, I can't go to Thailand because I'm going to have to drag this little fucker with me. Like, no, I can't go drink at my friend's house because I'm going to have to drag this little fucker with me. And like, as I'm like older now, and I'm like, man, like, I want nothing more but to do with my kids what my family didn't do with me. You know, I was the third kid. I came a lot. I came back. I came around six years after my parents last kid. So by the time that I came around, like they'd done all the fun shit with my sister and my brother. And it was like, ah, oh, fuck, it's Courtney. Like, <laughs> and I, they don't get me wrong. I don't mean this maliciously at all, but they had done all so much shit with my siblings that like, I feel like I was kind of like, ah, we'll keep her alive and like feed yeah. her and shit. But like, I feel like I missed out on a lot of that experience. And again, I mean, maybe this is just me like reflecting back, but like I want when I, I want kids and I want to do everything with them. I want to be at their fucking little league game. I want to fucking <laughs> teach them how to ride a horse. I want to like, I was like 10 or 11 years old before I learned how to ride a bike for fuck's sakes. Like I'm going to do everything with my kids. I want to fucking make macaroni pictures. I'm going to have every shitty piece of artwork that they make hung up in my house. Like I want the full, they're getting the full fucking package because I've had to wait this long and work this hard to have kids. They're getting the full deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I find, too, another thing is uh, the longer the the longer the time I've been sober, the more I, like, find myself wanting to, like, share my story with people. And even, like, I just got back from, from work and stuff. And even at work, like, I just find myself, like, we'll be, I'll be talking with somebody and they'll, like, casually bring something up. Like, oh, hey, when we get out of here, maybe we can go grab, grab a drink and... When people used to say that, I used to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Even, oh, like, yeah. when I was sober, I was like, yeah, yeah, call me, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm, I'm just, I don't even, like, hold back. I'm like, oh, no, I'm alcoholic. I don't drink. <laughs> I'm actually fucking drunk, but thanks anyway. I usually don't lead with I'm an alcoholic. But I usually go, like, <laughs> actually, I'm a, I'm two years sober, so uh, no. It's, it is, though. It's easier to, like, I find for myself, even two some <laughs> years in, it's very hard to be like, I'm actually an alcoholic. It's a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, you know what, I, I'm, I'm sober. I'm actually, yeah, I'm two years sober, or I'm, or, joking around always like ah yeah I was a drunk but it is very hard to be like yeah you know I'm a I was an alcoholic yeah so there's Still that I am. well that's just and we were talking about that earlier you're never not like we could live to be fucking 99 years old and still be like yeah I'm an alcoholic it doesn't just like one day you don't just like fucking stamp her out and like oh you're good now your plate's clean yeah you're always just one one drink away from being old drunk again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I think, again, like, as the journey goes on, as the sobriety, the sober journey goes on, I reflect, I see the way alcohol affects the people around me, I see people, like, I reflect on my own battles, but I also reflect on other people's battles, and it just inspires me that much more to fucking, to stay the course, to put in the work, because it doesn't always seem like it, especially in the beginning, when shit is really, really fucking hard, and it's really fresh. Mm -hmm. Put in the work and fucking be your own inspiration if you have to be, because at the end of the day, it is so much better on this side of things. And it's, again, it's something you'll work at. Fuck, we'll work at this every day of our life till the day we die. In fact, our next fuck, or our previous episode was called Triggers for a reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like fucking, and as things go on, like a new inspiration takes hold of you as you go. Yeah. One thing that inspires me a lot to keep doing this podcast and keep making episodes and putting it out there is like even like some of my closest friends are like yeah I'm, I'm trying to tone down the drinking or um you know I'm, I'm taking a break and like that's awesome like they're not saying like oh I'm never gonna drink again but they're just like you know what maybe I do drink too much or have a bit of a problem and 
And uh, I feel like maybe I'm an inspiration to them to, you know, it's like, man, look at that guy. He's doing really good and he's still having fun without drinking. And maybe I can, you know, get some of that and feel good because, man, being this sober this long, like, I feel amazing. I always, I just feel great. Well, and like one of the, like one of the few good things about social media is, you know, I've had a lot of people comment about our journey, like how far we've come and like what keeps us going. And like, like, I don't want to be like corny either and be like, Oh, we're an inspiration. But I do honestly feel like we do inspire other people to stay sober and to keep or to get sober. And like, that is the best fucking feeling in the whole entire world. Yeah, The best feeling, especially, you know, to give that feeling back to somebody else who needs it because I know that's what I needed when I was that early into recovery. Mm -hmm. So, I mean that alone, like, fuck, I am inspired to inspire other people. I'm inspired to be inspired by other people. And that is just such a huge, that is such a huge, uh, fucking silver lining to getting sober and to getting this far into it. Yeah. I think like one of the things I know, I don't like know all the details, but I know one of the things in AA is that like once you get sober, like one of the, I think it's one of the steps. I don't, I honestly don't really know the steps. <laughs> I'm not I an expert. I don't this. know either. I don't uh, I think you're supposed to help other people. Though, but yes, that's one of, okay. one of the steps is you got to like take all the things that you learned and then like help other people. So I feel like, I guess we're kind of doing that by doing this podcast a little bit. I, I mean, I hope it's helping somebody. Well, and I'm sure, like, I, honestly, for me, you know, after we lost our friend Watson last summer, if this helps one person, or if this yeah. makes one person's day a little bit fucking, like, brings a, like, fucking turns on a light bulb or helps one human being, that's, that's fine for me. That's fucking, mm -hmm. that's more than a lot of people in their whole addiction cycle do for, you know, never mind themselves, but anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it helps people. And it's crazy, this whole journey has just been it's really been insane you know we're going on i don't know just over two years now or i guess it's been two years and like three three months or something like that okay. it's kind of cool i i made a facebook post not too long ago because i missed my 800 days and it's so neat that like once you get so far along like you stop counting the days yeah like at the beginning i remember like man i couldn't believe i hit 30 days and was like man i'm going for 60 the 90 and I'm like man I can make a hundred and then I count down like every day I knew exactly how many days I was sober up until a year and then after a year I kind of like stopped counting I guess I used to like okay I like I used it to keep myself accountable I used to post like three months fucking six months nine months when I hit the a year I was like holy shit mm -hmm. like and it just I mean it wasn't easy by any way shape or form some days were much easier than others but like Every time shit got a little bit hairy, I'd be like, no, like, I'm not fucking, I'm not restarting that. I'm not restarting yeah. my timer. Fuck that. Like, no, like, we are going to do this. I'm X amount of time in. I will continue to do that. And even on, like, one of my social media platforms on my Instagram, I fucking have, a, like, under my bio, I keep, I am 26 months fucking sober. And I, like, <laughs> that is my, like, you, I will continue probably till I'm fucking 95 years old or Instagram gets yeah. taken down. Like, I will always have that. Yeah. And it's so cool. I, uh, I'm on a couple, like, sober groups and stuff. And you always see people, you know, they're like us, like they're a couple years in and I don't want to say it's become easy because it's, I don't think it's ever easy, but it's definitely easier. Easier. 
But then every once in a while, you'll see somebody on there. And it's like, I just seen some guy the other day. His sober date was like 1991. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said like 35 years or something. I don't know if my math or memory is right. But... I'm not, okay, I was born in 90. I sure as fuck ain't 35. So your math is fucked. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> your math is fucked because I sure as fuck ain't 35 yet. Yeah, I guess. It would have been like, I don't know, 32, 32 or something. 31 years But anyway, over 30 years sober. Like, that's insane. Like 30 years. That's all. And, and this guy's still posting on your fucking yeah. sober little tick deed, whatever you guys talk yeah. about. And that's the cool thing about our sober date because we got sober, what, I would have been 31? Something like uh, that. The last time I got shit face drunk was my 30th birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I drank, 30. but I drank once more after that. And then I drank right after your grandpa passed away. And then I think you were five or six days after me. Yeah. That you quit. Yeah. So it was in 30, 2020, so it was 30. It was right before the COVID fucking shit yeah. show hit. Yeah, it was, so it would have been 30. Probably going to get our podcast taken down because of the C word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I got sober at 30, so it's not out of the possibility to be like, yeah, I'm 30 years sober when I turned 60. You know, it's so cool that we actually did it, you know, relatively young in the in the addiction game well and you know what's cool like it's and i i'm and i used to like look back and be like oh so i it was cool because i got to like be young and like be stupid and like no like i could have fucking i could have should have quit a long time ago 30 is not the benchmark like i needed to fucking quit drinking if i was on the ball and the universe was on time i sure as i could have thrown in the towel and quit drinking at 2030 that would have been the healthy thing to do i should have never got into it as bad as I did. Should have, could have, didn't, but fuck, we did. I mean, there's, you know, there's that sign that says no tattoos in the kitchen, but there's a bald (laughs) eagle on my ass that says otherwise, right? I I mean, in a perfect world. Like, I shouldn't have got drunk the first time when I was 15 years old. Fuck, 15? I was like 12. (laughs) Well, the first time I got real drunk, drunk, yeah, I I drank eight Budweiser's and threw up everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I I was camping at Charlie Lake. It was terrible. (laughs) I swung over that day. (laughs) No, like, back then, you're young. You don't even know what a hangover is. You just, oh, that was fun. Tell that to 30-year-old Courtney. She knew what one was. Holy. Oh, man. That actually is an inspiration right there. <laughs> yeah. to, I don't ever, I ever, ever want to fucking feel like that again. I would rather slam my left tit in the fucking car door every day for the rest <laughs> of my life than face one more day on this in this world hungover. Holy. You know what's so funny is that, so I work in the oil patch, and, like, yeah, you're not supposed to drink and all this <laughs> stuff. But because, like, I was in an addict for so long and, like, I used to do it, I can spot it, like, in an instant. And I see people hung over in the safety meetings all the time. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like, there's all the inspiration I need. Like, oh, my God, you look like shit. Right. And it's so funny because it's just, like. I don't know how people don't notice. Like, it's so obvious. Well, it's not that they don't notice. I feel like there's so many people that are also hungover. Because yeah. I know when I was in that predicament, I was just like, I fucking mind my business. I won't say shit if you don't say shit. <laughs> right? Because yeah. you're just sure. like, oh, whatever. Just mind your business. Right? That's how, it go- that's how it goes on. That's really. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, what are you looking at? I feel for you guys, though, that are still fucking at it and working. Because holy not for me. Oh, I know. It's a young man's game. I don't know how. I don't know how people can do it. 
I don't know how I did it for so long. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. Especially, yeah, especially you working in the patch, fucking leaving at 3.34 in the morning. I, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. Going to bed at 2, if that. Like, if that, yeah. Sometimes I'm going to bed. You're fucking, we're, honestly, we're probably, we're probably lucky. You're probably lucky to be here just for that fucking oh, 100%. bad scenario alone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy how you just, uh, everything changes, you know, when you get sober and it's all for the good, really. I can't think of a single bad thing about being sober. No, and you know what? Awkwardness a little a, bit. A little bit, I, I, yeah, a little, a little awkward, but, but you know what? But that's not even, like, awkward for me. It's just awkward for other people sometimes. I don't know, it's weird. people have this weird thing where they won't just let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta, like, when we talked about in that other podcast, they gotta ask you... 55 times if you want that fucking jello shot or they gotta like yeah. people have this thing where they can't just be like oh you're not drinking cool like i'm on my business yeah awkward for other people but i mean it's become such a social norm unfortunately like it mm-hmm. you really are the odd man out when you're like nah fuck i ain't get drunk tonight yeah like it's become such a social norm that they society almost makes it so it's awkward to not drink yeah it can be yeah and it's not like i don't even feel awkward when i'm around other people drinking really but it just—I don't know. It can be, you know. I, you know, I haven't even in like the two years that two plus years I've been sober. I well, I spent a lot, a large portion of that time being a hermit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one get together we got, we went to. I won't get into too much detail, but that would have been back in September. And the people around me getting drunk and the shit that they were saying, and like it's funny because oh, yeah. Right, like, and it really yeah, is when they say, now. yeah, when they say uh, oh, yeah. sober thoughts or, or what is it, sober thoughts or drunk words or sober thoughts, yeah, because you can like see where that fucking dial gets turned, yeah, and then when that dial is turned to like drunk and you're just like, yeah, that that's exactly what I actually fucking thought, and like the true, yeah, the true, pe- like the true uh, personality traits and the true shit that people are thinking actually come out, and I'm just like, you're gonna remember that one tomorrow, because remember, I'm not fucking drinking. You are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's... That was a real. That was a real. Like, I don't even know. That was a real milestone. I'm gonna say it that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that alone, inspiration to just like, and then well, even more like an inspiration to be your true, authentic self. And because I'm not begging you know, on if you want to drink and fucking do this and do that, if you're in control and that's what you want to do to have a good time, absolutely. But just a little inspiration to be your true, authentic self. Because if you are going to fucking drink and carry on, it's going to come out and other people are going to see through it pretty fucking quick. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just leave that on the table. Yeah. <laughs> kidding, eh? It's cool. Like, I love, like, all the sober groups on Facebook that I'm on. I love seeing people just doing these cool things. Like, it was the Super Bowl the other weekend. And, like, people are just like, this is my fourth Super Bowl sober. And, like... I can tell, like, a lot of them are probably, like, from America, so football is, like, a huge thing. Tailgating. And I, like, commented on there. It's like, yeah, because at the Super Bowl, I was up at 5 a.m., and me and the dog went for a walk, and I smoked a pork roast on the smoker for (laughs) nine hours. And just, like, I was like, yeah, I've been up since 5 a.m., not a drinking site, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of cool when you start seeing other people living the same way you are, and it's, it's really cool to to uh, kind of just throw your two cents out there and share your story a bit with them. And it's pretty neat. Well, it, it's cool for, to me, the, a big part that I really love to see is the way that true friendships develop when you're not fucking lubricated. 
Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it's like, oh, the drunk girls in the bathrooms that are best friends. Like, that's very much how people are. Yeah. But, like, for me, a true, all my true and authentic relationships have been with people that, you know, either people, like, I've had, like, best friends from the past that as I've progressed into, like, addiction that I didn't see as much and I kind of, like, pushed out a little bit. Like, I'm finding, like, these people are realigning with me and I'm realigning with them. And, like, these are authentic, real relationships. It's mm-hmm. not that fucking two drunk bitches in the bathroom bullshit from yeah. like college or if you even went to college, I didn't go to college, but you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, like the real relationships, the authentic, the authentic relationships that realign when alcohol is not uh, included. And the crazy thing is like all my friends that I was friends with when I was a drunk, I'm still friends with now, but our relationship is like so much different. Stronger though. It's, a yeah, real it's dynamic. real. Yeah. yeah right? It's not just us getting drunk together and bitching about work and asshole people. We still bitch about that one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's still looking at the tits on that one from time to time. But like, no, right? Like you're talking yeah. like like talking about fucking like we have a lot of friends who talk about like tanning. We talk about gardens, animals, like real shit. Like shit yeah. that I want to talk about and shit that like has substance. Yeah. You know? I love getting like knowledge from other people. Cause I know now nowadays we're in a a time where everything is available online but now it's almost like there's too much information yeah because you can google like anything and find whatever answer you want so it's like okay like i can kind of but i I like talking to people that i know that have like done something before absolutely like it's uh, that's the way i like to learn stuff and i just like people just teaching me i like it and you know what's cool like i don't know if the camera can hear this but there's chicks chirping in the background i don't i don't know if you guys can hear that but we have so yeah, so I just hatched uh, 18 chicks. We put in 22 chicken eggs and 18 of them hatched. My two silkies didn't take and I accidentally broke one halfway through the process. <laughs> um, and the same thing, like, you're right, too much information. I Googled, I fucking went back and forth, I second guessed, I gave them too much water, I took the fucking water out. like. Yeah. And then I ended up asking uh, the lady that I bought fertilized eggs from just to kind of get her point, like, to get what she does. And she's like, well, and, like, she told me, I was like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Because every person you talk to has something else to say. Mm-hmm. And you can make your own mind up. And you can Google your way to fucking make up your own answer. Um, but that's just another part of it, right? Authentic relationships based on things that matter. Based on things that fill your cup. As opposed to things that take away from your cup, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, speaking of the, uh, the chicks hatching... Check out Macaroni Meadows. We got a video on that. That's on our YouTube channel. Absolutely. <laughs> Macaroni is a very proud big sister. Little cheap plug there. <laughs> but, uh, Macaroni Meadows. <laughs> Since somebody has uh, duped me into having to film these now, apparently you guys like that. Yeah, we got both. We got the audio and the video. I still haven't edited them, so hopefully we still have video. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pray for us. Yeah. So uh, what about your uh, your fitness journey you've been on here lately? Are you, uh, what inspires you to keep going and keep pushing and, uh, keep doing the workouts? Uh, I feel, uh, of course you'd ask me this. Honestly, <laughs> a lot of it is my own, like, selfish pride. Yeah. Like, I want to, I feel good, so I want to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also, too, you know, I'm in my 30s now, I'm getting older, I want to have babies, and I don't want to... You know, I that's a, that's its own progress. That's its own process when you have kids. But it's going to be so much easier to bounce back into shape and to stay healthy if you're already in good routines. If you're keeping up mm-hmm. with it, right? So yeah. to me, that's a huge part of it. 
you know, we're already going to be old parents, like fucking <laughs> grandparents. Like, I don't want to be, you know, I want to be in good shape. I want to live to be fucking 90 years old so I can see these kids grow up and I want to set good examples for them to be fit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know what it's like to be fit or fit ish. Cause I would never be like, I'm never like vain enough to be like, Oh, I'm fit. Cause I'm clearly not, but I know what it's like to be fit ish and to be unhealthy. And I will take fit ish every fucking day of the week over unhealthy and you know, not where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I find like, I've always been a big guy my whole life, but I'm like, man, these workouts have been insane. I've, I've never been this strong ever. And like, it's crazy how just a little like half hour workout every day, like changes everything. I feel so good after doing them. And to, at this point too, this is what makes me really like happy about this is that it's, excuse me, and we talked about this earlier, it's no longer working out for me is no longer like an option, optional. It is something that my day, like other than if it's a rest day or whatever, like a lot of my programs will be like five days a week or six days a week and you have a rest day. Yeah. Even then it should be an active rest day. You should get off your butt and go do shit and fuck whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love the fact that it is so programmed into me that my day does not feel right unless I've done it. Yeah. I find that uh, the more like, cause I've been working out steady since last September. And the more I've done it, the more confidence I've gotten. And like this last camp stint, like usually when I go to camp, I just bring dumbbells with me and I'd like do like a little mini workout in like my room after work. Mm -hmm. But this last stint, I was like, hey, I can't do this anymore because I'm lifting weights that are way too heavy. (laughs) I can't bring like a whole gym into my tiny room. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to the gym. Like who's going to make fun of a bigger guy at the gym? I'm there putting in the work to get better. And I went in with that mindset. I went in every day knowing what I was going to be doing. And I fucking crushed it the whole time I was there. And you probably felt like a fucking million dollars. And you know what? Yeah. Speaking of inspiration, I, I felt bet you. Cool shit. Speaking <laughs> of inspiration, I bet you there was probably another chubby guy there that was like, fuck, I should get off my ass and get me. Look at this fucking guy. Yeah, that guy can do it with him. What the hell's wrong with me? Right? Like, if this fucking guy's giving her, well, you know what? Maybe I should get off my ass too. Why not? That's exactly how that shit works. Like, yeah. And it's and it's funny because it's just that simple switch of the mindset, right? Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. That's inspirational, right there. It's fucking hard. It's hard to get up here and talk to people about how we used to be fuck ups and drunks. It's hard to get up there and fucking work out in front of a zillion people when everybody else looks like fucking their like model fitness, and you're like, oh, oh. I like to eat donuts. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah, there's like a couple guys in there that are just like jacked, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> then I look over, I'm lifting heavier weights than they are. I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, they're probably making the real ugly noises. Yeah. Well. No, I, I say I try to be a little quieter when I'm in public. It's the gym downstairs. That's when the real animal comes out. Holy fuck, it sounds like <laughs> a fucking hurricane hitting the house some days. But anyway, guys, we hope uh, we're making a difference in people's lives, and we hope we are inspiring anybody to not even just get sober, just live your true authentic self and your true authentic life and just uh, be a good human being. Absolutely. And you know what? Know that it all comes with time. And if you have nothing to be inspired by, be inspired by the fact that you're not going to wake up tomorrow feeling like a piece of hungover shit. That is enough for me any fucking day. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope you like this episode. We are, uh, we're switching to weekly ones here. So this will be, I think, the third one in a row that are coming out uh, every Friday now. So if you guys want more of this podcast, check it out. It's the No Waste Days podcast coming at you every Friday. Also, just a quick shout out to Casey. She was one of the people that really uh, pushed the idea that we should switch to weekly. Yeah. 
There you go. Have Thanks for listening, one. everybody. Peace.